Blog Talk Radio. You got that good hair, too. You like what? I like girls with that light complexion look. Oh, man. You're a moron. I can't help it. What, being a moron? Yeah, that too. You're the first one out there with a dashiki talking that crap. I'm a victim. Good hair. Nigga, you so brainwashed. I'm a victim, Your brother. Problem. You're a victim. Hey, I'm a up. victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my condition. Mm-hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. <laughs> Online, whether it be online, 
via uh, 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 DVR, whatever the hell, I am there. I am not missing that for one one minute, especially exactly. especially uh, given how the week is unfolding. Uh, I I'm definitely not missing out on that, but uh, yeah, so that should be good. And, and, uh, and you know what? Yeah, the the one thing I guess I, I can go ahead and finally say it. I guess the yes, Redskin rule doesn't apply. Um, they, they said that you know oh. if, I don't know if you if you're uh, 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 knowledgeable of this Redskin rule or not, but they say that I am. whenever the Redskins have yes, a, oh, so you are sorry for the for the listeners yeah, that yeah, are yeah, familiar yeah, with the yeah, Redskin yeah, rule. Yeah, just tell uh, of the course what, what the Redskin rule is. Yes, please. Yeah, for those that don't know, you know uh, they say that whenever the Redskins play a home game prior to an election, mm-hmm. that the incumbent party wins. And they mm. said it's only not happening two occasions. One of those occasions actually was the last time that the Redskins played a home game prior to an election, which was um, Obama versus uh, Romney. And then, of course, right. that's now two in a row. And um, I'm thinking that of all the elections, this one was the one that really no one wanted to see the incumbent party lose. Mm. Well, so. that's debatable if you look at the map of <laughs> all those red counties. Uh, but yeah. you know, as it may, let's just take one quick serious moment, for, uh, just one quick serious second here. Okay. Look, the sun's going to shine, still going to shine. Um, you know, big life's going to go on as, as we know it. Even though there are some crazy crap, some crazy crap going on, I don't need to go into detail. I, I'm sure people have been checking the web and, and, and the news of any all types of white supremacist acts that's heinous acts that that's been going on since the election. Let's just, I I, I just I, I hate to sound clichéish, and it sounds like a big ass cliche. We gotta pray for real. We gotta just hope and pray that people come to senses. That maybe we can finally confront this what I call the oldest sin in this country, and that's racism mm-hmm. and sexism. You know, you can, you, you can throw that in there too, and just hope that people come to senses. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but let's just hope, and let's just give President Elect Trump a chance to do what he's about to do. Maybe he's going to do the right thing. Maybe he just did this to gain support. That's the end to get in the White House and see where he can, whatever makes him, whatever change he has in mind. Maybe, who knows? Who knows? But let's exactly. just um, people get together and just act like we have some sense. You know, and, and you know and, what? And, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah. Don't, I don't want to go too deep into this, uh, of course, because uh, uh, probably like a lot of other people, my respite this entire week, even working for a, a, a political design firm, uh, that's mm-hmm. been my, my, my getaway from, from everything, um, regardless of how I've been feeling. But, um, yeah, you're right. The, 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 the sexism, the racism, the xenophobia, uh, or whatever other isms you want to throw in there, you know, unless you're, you're mm-hmm. willing to share the smoke. But um, it, it, it seems as though that these are all things that continuously need to be addressed and, and things that we've talked about, especially for the past eight years with, our, with, with uh, President Obama. And, and right. now it's just come to light again during this past election. And, 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 and once again, instead of all of the rhetoric and all of the anger, it, this needs to be the time in which it needs to be discussed. Um, 
Yes. In, in terms of how to properly uh, approach the situation, or we just need to go ahead and just learn that this is what we have to deal with and, and figure out the best ways in which we as one, our families, first and foremost, start with our families and then right. secondly move on to our communities and then move on to us as a people as a whole to try to figure out ways that we can best um, navigate through these these things that we have to combat. Yes. Well said, brother. Well freaking said. So let's just pray hope for the best. Please, y'all. Yes. Please, but the one please, thing please. is, I know all of the jokes that are going to be out there for the next four years. It's been it's been hard. I don't know about you, Scott, but as a fan mm-hmm. of comedy, it's been hard to not have presidential jokes for eight years. Right. So now right. we're, we're going to get some jokes out of this at least. But uh, I guess that's the one thing I can smile about uh, amongst all of this <laughs> foolishness that we have to deal with. I, right. I it's hard. We're going to it's real definitely hard. y'all check out SNL this weekend. Check out SNL. Yes. I think the laughter is going to really start this weekend. Uh, speaking yes. of laughter, oh, how's this for a segue for the AFC North? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's so god awful. It's, it's the AFC North is so awful. Even the the AFC South thinks it's aw- thinks it's awful. That's how bad. <laughs> I mean, none of the teams in the AFC North, the once mighty AFC North, is over five or over five hundred. Baltimore, no. and Pittsburgh, are the top of the division at four and freaking four, and yeah. Baltimore is losing to winless Cleveland Browns tonight. So mm-hmm. imagine if if Baltimore just if, if, the, if that score holds. Like currently, the Browns are up seven to three. If you could believe that, but just imagine if the score holds, and you're gonna have a four and five team, and if Pittsburgh loses to Dallas, which I think they will this Sunday, I can't believe I'm admitting this out loud, but whatever. There'll be five, four. There'll be two four and five teams at top of this division. What? No. What has happened? What has it, it depends upon it depends upon what happens with Cincinnati and, and New England. Uh and that's one of the games I have to watch for, for this weekend as well. But it depends upon what happens in, 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 in New York, I'm sorry, not New England. It depends upon what happens yeah, in New, New York, York with right, the right. the Bengals and the Giants. If the Bengals right. walk away with the dub, then they come away as, as leading the division with four four and one record. If not, then right. You will have a sub four, uh, a sub five hundred team leading the division, so it's it's going to be very interesting to see what happens this weekend, especially if this score holds up. Um, and it's odd because, you know, to, uh, amongst the 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 the, the bunch of games that I have to watch this week, two of them involve AFC North teams. Why this division mm-hmm. is, is at at this point right now, I don't know. Um, like I said to you uh, weeks ago when the season started. I actually have Pittsburgh going thirteen and three. That's in the tank right now, and it could be worse if they right. actually lose to, you know, if they lose to, to to Cleveland right now. I don't know. Uh, well, not Cleveland. I'm sorry. If they lose to, uh, to to the Cowboys this weekend, I don't know what to think right. of that team because I, I actually had them as a front runner for the AFC. Um, yeah. In Cincinnati, I had yeah, them as being competitive with ten wins, and they look, you know, like they could be an eight and seven and one team right now. I'm just thinking whoever's going to win this division is going to finish. I think nine and seven is going to win this division. The 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 yeah. the, 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 no, the longer it takes the, into the season, I think nine and seven wins this division. It's so. I mean, again, 
this this division is usually one of the best, if not the best divisions in football. Normally, mm-hmm. you have two to three teams competing for playoff spots each year. A lot of those years, both wild cards will come from the AFC North. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not that long ago when at the midpoint season, I think it was, ah, shoot, I think it was in 2013 or 2014, that all four teams, that includes the Cleveland Browns, were above 500. They were yeah. like, all four teams at one point, it was, past, it was slightly past the midway point, were over uh-huh. 500. That's how awesome that division was, that once was. And now it's crap. <laughs> it's a crappy <laughs> division. And it's just flipped. Now you got an AFC West. It's like the Monday Stormers division in football with three teams com- like as, as legit AFC contenders. And Oakland, yes. Denver, and Kansas City. And by the way, it's good to see Oakland Comparative again, it really is. I mean, the NFL is a better place when Oakland is 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 is, is uh, this good. Um, mm-hmm. And the, and your the more interesting also, thing your, is, um, yeah, I want to say even with the AFC West, San Diego is playing better. The, the play of Melvin exactly. Gordon uh, uh, has has been a bright spot. My God, if somehow Keenan Allen can stay healthy, who knows how yeah. good that San Diego Charger offense could be. But um, right. yeah, even 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 the Chargers are playing well in that division. I don't know exactly um, if they'll. It may make eight and eight, but you know I don't know how how much they'll compete uh, for the division. But um, right. it'll be interesting to see what that team does in terms of uh, playing good football for the rest of the year too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, San Diego has just, just been having bad luck holding hold, uh, hold on the leads. I mean, they they they've been playing the role of Santa Claus in the fourth quarter. But, um, you know, they're competitive, and we all know about Oakland, Denver, and KC. That's going to be a fun division to watch down the stretch. But that, to me, has taken the mantle in the AFC as the strongest division Mm -hmm. in the conference, if not all of football, if you look at the rest of the league. Um, Speaking of Dallas earlier, it took me a long time, brother. I I, I, uh, composed a post. Finally and rather begrudgingly giving Dallas the Dallas Cowboys their props. Um, and, you know, I, I still feel dirty for doing so, but I had to. Um, so is it time? <laughs> is it really time to take the Cowboys very seriously? It's, they're 6 and 1. 6 and 1, 7 and 1. I think they're 7 and 1. 7 and 1. And, 7 and 1. And, and they're playing well. That rookie quarterback's the real deal. The rookie running back's the real deal. What's 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 making Dallas? I mean, I mean I'm sorry, no, no, I didn't mean to ask that question. But better, is it time to take Dallas seriously? Once and for all. Um, yes, um, Scott, you may have to help me with the schedule for them for the rest of the year. But if sure memory serves me, what's that? I said, I said, I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. Um, if yes. memory serves me correctly, of course. They still have games against uh, divisional foes. They That's have uh, Pittsburgh, and right. who are the remaining games that they have? They, they host the Ravens. They host the Ravens. Uh-huh. That should be a win. Uh, they okay. host the Redskins, which would be tricky because of the division robbery, and Washington does well in Dallas for some reason. Um, they're at Minnesota. And it's a Thanksgiving game. And then they have That's Minnesota. Right. 
who's also tanking. At okay, so okay. at Minnesota at the Giants, which Giants are pretty are playing pretty well right now. They host the Buccaneers. That should be a win. They host the Lions. The Lions have been playing good ball too. And yes. they're at the Eagles to close the season. My God, um, this is one of those situations. Like I've said uh, a couple of weeks ago, if things hold pat to the way that they are right now. There is mm-hmm. a high possibility that this team goes thirteen and three, and the last time yeah. they, last time they they started with a seven, well the last time they had a seven game win streak first and foremost was two thousand and seven, which is um mm-hmm. very scary because of course that year they went thirteen and three as well, only to go on and lose in the first round of the playoffs against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, That's correct. But this is also a team that can go thirteen and three that I still have question marks about and whether or not how well they can compete with the top half. Actually, I'm sorry, the top quarter in the mm-hmm. Um And oddly enough, that one team that I have a question about is the team that beat them the last time they won seven straight was Seattle. Uh, they got some home cooking again uh, this past, uh, well, last Thursday oh, against uh, Buffalo. Uh-huh. Yeah, we know about that club. Um, but I, I still want to see that team against Seattle. Um, I want to know whether or not this offense can can well and that defense if that offense can keep up with and that defense if they can stop or slow down Atlanta. That will be interesting yes. to see. Um, right. So that's why I'm saying this this the, the the rest of the the conference they can play with if not just beat because we've already seen them seen them beat the Skins. Uh, we've seen right. them beat Philadelphia. Um, the Giants beat them, but they can also beat the Giants as well. That's that's a, a possibility of happening. It will be fun to sure. see them play against Detroit, uh, the way that Detroit has been the, the cardiac cats, if you will, of this year. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks leading to the playoffs. But it, it's 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 a done deal. The Dallas Cowboys are a playoff team this year. The thing is, mm-hmm. how will they be able to compete come playoff time? That's my question. And that's the thing. I this is gonna hurt. I that was, I think Dallas is gonna get the top seed in the in the NFC. Yes. I, said it. I, I I I think that if things hold up, and we'll get to, to that particular point in a minute. I think you know where I'm about to go with that. But if things mm-hmm. hold up and do not change. I easily see Dallas winning 12 games, at least 12 games. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I mean, as far as teams, to your point, I think Atlanta's going to be a challenge because the offense is so damn potent. I think that Matt Ryan is an MVP candidate. And, you yeah. know, and, and, and while Atlanta's defense is, you know, they, I mean, like even though at times they can't stop a parked car, I mean, it's hard to outscore those boys. Um, and then there's the Vikings, who, was, who, while they're defensively nasty, they're offensively challenged. As far, and as a matter of fact, the offense is right offensively. <laughs> so we can cross those, out, those guys off the list. That leads us to Seattle. I think Seattle is the best chance. I, I think Seattle matches up well with that. I really do. Mm. I, I, I think that that's one huge challenge to the Cowboys right now. Uh, again, with all things being the same. Now, speaking of things being the same, you heard about Jerry Jones talking about, you know, 
about, like, like about having uh, uh, Dak Prescott having the quote unquote the hot hand. Yes. And and one to and look at the brain Tony Romo and when the time is right. So you know what that means. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones, he can't help himself. He's gonna screw this up because he wants <laughs> to give his boy Tony Romo some props. I mean, you you heard what he said the other day about. Re, like by having some regrets if, if if they win the Super Bowl without Tony Romo being a quarterback, right? No, I missed that completely. Oh wow. yeah, he said it early in the week. He said it early in the early in the week. I, 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 I actually was it Monday. I think it was Monday, and he basically. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but anyone who's listening, Google Jerry Jones and 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 and, and Tony Romo talk. It'll come up. Uh, he basically said. That you know, it'd be a shame if he. I mean, I mean, it'll be regretful rather if they won a Super Bowl without Tony Romo being the Dallas Cowboys' starting quarterback. Wow, that's what he said. Interesting. And so, which which leads me to think, this game in Pittsburgh is going to be a watershed moment, as Skip Bellis would say, a watershed moment for Dak Prescott. If he falters, and granted, Pittsburgh's a damn good home team, can't win for shit in the road, but they're a good home team, but if if, if 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 they run up down up and down the field on Dallas's defense, and if that Prescott cannot keep up, don't be surprised if he gets the hook for one Tony Romo, and don't be surprised if he rides Tony Romo out the rest of the season. It's really it's a trip. It's an absolute trip, and Dallas fans everywhere are like, no. Don't say no. But you know, and I mean, and even the Cowboys fans know, Jerry Jones can't help himself. Just can't. No, he can't. And it won't be surprising if he messes us up. And I was just talking to a Cowboy fan about this. Um, Actually, yesterday, a a random Cowboy fan saw me wearing my skin tight on the street and decided to ask me some questions, and I talked to him for a little bit. And and said to mm-hmm. him because of course he is very afraid of of Tony Romo getting back into the lineup, and the <laughs> thing that I said to him is the same thing I said to you a couple of weeks ago, is that yeah. if if Tony is healthy, if if a hundred percent, somehow some mm-hmm. way, this offense will be that much better in terms of having a deep threat. Because we know Tony can throw the deep ball better than Dak. You have right. that deep threat, right. as well as that running game. Mm-hmm. They, the, 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 the opposing defenses will have to respect Tony, but they also know that they can put pressure on Tony and probably get to him and potentially hurt him. But if he's healthy and he can throw the deep ball, that defense gets that much better. Putting where well, the offense gets that much better, which in turn helps continue to help the defense which means they can continue to pin their ears back and, and, and rush the passer. Yeah. And, and God knows what the limits are with this team, and, and God knows that God, Donald Trump went in the presidency and the Cowboys went in the Super Bowl in the same year. <laughs> Frightening, isn't it? <laughs> My God, within weeks of each other, I'm telling you, Scott, I, I, I don't want to think about it, but and the reality of it being there, and the fact that I just envisioned that entire thing just now, I, I, I felt like whatever X Men could could see the future 
it made my head hurt. Just seeing that, yeah. <laughs> how late January, early February is going to be in this country with the Cowboys potentially going to the Super Bowl and Donald Trump being inaugurated. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh. it's dangerous <laughs> that if, if Tony's healthy, <laughs> that could help happen. But right. God knows if he's not healthy and and and, and, and uh, he's not 100%, I'm standing there wringing my hands, looking all funny, like Stevie J, just waiting for the opportunity to see this dude go down. But at the same time, we already know what they have in the back, in, in, in the backup in Dak Prescott. All we can do is hope that his ego is potentially fractured and taking the benching. But I doubt that very mm-hmm. seriously. I, I doubt it. If, if that even hurts him. So yeah, you know. he's not soft. This is not a soft no. kid. I, I think. I think he'll rebound just fine. But Bob has to wonder, if that does go down, what do I have to do? What do I have to do to keep this job? I mean, he's earned it on the field, right? Yes. I mean, imagine that that Prescott just thinking, I've earned it on the field. Why mm-hmm. is there still talk about bringing Tony Romo back? Why is this talk about me being replaced? You know? But i just hoping that something goes down in Dallas. I mean, you know, again, as Stephen A. Smith says a lot, as Sharon Sharp says a lot on and the Spirit, and by the way, it's a great show, by the way, they're mm-hmm. an accident waiting to happen. The Cowboys are an accident yeah. waiting to happen. And so that's I'm only waiting because, for that. I was going to say, that's only okay. because we know of, of, of them and what they have done in the past. Now, mm-hmm. this team offensively isn't much better. Well, let's see, I'm going to say something really insane, and people are going to say, Peter, what you talking about? This <laughs> offense <laughs> – isn't that much further off than what they could have been last year had they decided to run the ball more last year? Yes, even with Darian McFadden running the ball last year. Now, out of their first eight games last year, aside from the blowout against the New England Patriots, they lost games mm-hmm. at an average of about six points a game. That's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a, point, that's, that's, a, that's a touchdown a game. And they're actually making up that touchdown now because they're extending – they're only extending uh, their, their, their series by a player series. Mm. And, and, and just imagine if they were capable of running the ball a couple of more times a series, whether or not they could be capable of scoring more points last year. So we could have seen this last year potentially – with the team that they had, with Tony Romo even being out, and with uh, Darian McFadden as their running back. But no, they felt as though they had to pass the ball. Now, later in the year, they were behind a lot, but not those first uh, couple of games in the season. Well, the first eight games last year, a lot of those times, they were close, if not leading, going into the fourth quarter. So, this is what could have been last year, Cowboy fans, had you run the ball more. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, it's just the history of knowing what Dallas is capable of doing in terms of imploding, it's just waiting to see if this team implodes, and, and not if, but when this team implodes. Because a lot of times yeah, it happens right. in the regular it's season. Win. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and a lot of times when they do well, like two years ago when they went 12-4, and four, like 2007 when they, when they went 13-3, and three, they implode sometimes. It's just when it's going to be. And a lot of times it's either regular season implosion or playoff time implosion. But is this a team that, that's capable of taking them over the top? No one trusts it yet, as of yet. 
Well, you know that Des Bryant is openly talking about Tony Romo's health because, uh-huh. be, like, because as you said earlier, Romo get can get the ball to uh, Des with single coverage, double coverage down the field. That mm-hmm. Prescott is actually doing what a rookie is supposed to do. Ain't quarterback go through his progressions, hit the mm-hmm. open man, a la Cole Beasley and other receivers, or Jason Witten underneath. Uh, or so wide open in the end zone like the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, instead of throwing, doing a double coverage to Des, to Des Bryant. Yeah. And Des not happy about that, but he's trying to say anything because they're winning. But exactly. sometimes he knows he can't help himself when we're talking about Tony Romo. So I'm waiting for him to implode. And here, I'm, I'm waiting for Jerry Jones to pull Dak and put in Tony Romo and have him throw, throw interception to interception. Uh, I'm just I'm just waiting for the ball to fall out. I don't know if it will. Actually, check that. I know it will. It's just a matter of when. <laughs> it's just a matter of when. And so I guess that's, that's, what that's the amazing part. The amazing part is that they've uh, uh, aborted so many other traps this year that, mm-hmm. you know, the scary part is maybe there won't be an implosion, but they, they, the suspensions, the injuries, right? they've aborted those up until week 10. How much more, you know, avoidance do they got left in them? Right. Only, only who knows at this point. Only time will tell. So one more thing about well one more thing about uh, the NFL right quick before we look ahead to Week Ten. Have you noticed that there has uh, there's not a lot of buzz around the NFL this season? I mean, you got fans, a lot of fans are not as excited about the games. I mean, viewership is down. Mm-hmm. Um, I have people here in Cincinnati ask me, is it just me or is it? <laughs> Or, or or do I not feel all but so jazzed up about this season? And maybe in this case here, uh, it's probably because the Bengals are mediocre. But even I are like am, am like you know, I'm excited, but I'm not I'm I'm not as gung ho this year. I don't know if it's because people are finally tired of Roger Goodell. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's because the protest that's going on during the national anthem. I don't know if it's because the officiating so bad. It's a lot of variables. But yes. why, what, what, what is there one thing that you can probably, or a couple of things you can probably put your finger on as to why people aren't all up in the NFL's uh, 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 grill this year as they have been in the past? It just, it just seems so weird to me. Scott, it's a little bit of everything. It's, it's a, it's a, uh, 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 it is a buffet of reasons uh, on, on why <laughs> this is the case. Every reason that you've said, plus a, a bunch of others, uh, uh, are attributing to what's going on in terms of the lack of viewership or the lowered viewership of the NFL. Now, um, mm-hmm. the only reason why I say that is because if people are saying that it's, it's so, it's so. Um, right. I don't think anyone would make up reasons why I'm not watching uh, uh, games if that's not a potential reason why people aren't watching games. Like with right. what's going on in, in, in the politics in the World Series, that's taken away from the games. Um, the, the protesting of the national anthem, that's taken away from games. Um, 
the matchups on on, on uh, 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 the marquee games on Thursday and Monday. That's probably taken away from games. Certain teams not being that good this season, maybe that's taken away from games. Um, Roger Goodell and his meddling and, and, and a lot of the bad officiating, that's taken away from games. So the, uh, the, the, the way that people view games now in terms of watching games on Twitter and, 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 and through the Internet, that's taken away from games. Um, potentially court cutting is taken away from games. Now that you have things like Slingbox and, and other ways in which people can watch television, maybe that's right. taken away from, from, from the numbers as well. So there's so many different variables on why viewership has dropped. It's not to say that people, people aren't watching games um, as much as they used to, but it's going to sports bars. That number probably is increasing. There's so many different reasons on why viewership is dropping, and you can't necessarily point your finger to just one. Yeah, that's just it's again totally weird, totally totally weird. And I don't know if it's something that Roger Goodell, or as I call him, Goodevil, can figure something out. But I think it's and Mark Cuban once said it too that NFL Golden Goose is gonna gonna erupt. Yeah. these days, and uh, I think we might be seeing it right before our very eyes, at least the beginning stages of it. Yeah, turn it around. Um, something has to be done uh, in, 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 in the areas in which they can control, and one of those things in which sure. I feel so that they can control is officiating um, with the amount of calls and the amount of, amount of interruptions that, that go on during games that, that stops the flow and kind of takes away from the excitement from the games. That's something mm-hmm. that they can 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 control. Um, whether what they plan on doing in order to do so, at this point, only Roger Goodell knows. But the interesting takeaway that someone um, kind of posted uh, over the past couple of days, which kind of brings us full circle back to politics again, unfortunately, is that um, Donald Trump said that if elected president, he would uh, do whatever he could to get Roger Goodell fired. Go figure. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. Uh, on that note, uh, so what are you looking forward to in week 10? Anything that pops out as far as a must-see or at least a bit least bit of curiosity factor here? Oh, yeah. Um, there's several games. It, it goes back to, um, of course, a lot of the teams uh, who are at this point in time, if they're not fighting for division uh, leadership, they're fighting for wild card spots. I like to say that the NFL right now has five tiers. You have that top tier mm-hmm. right now, which is Oakland, Dallas, and New England. Then you have that second sure. tier, which is Atlanta, Kansas City, Denver, and Seattle. Then you have that middle tier of teams who are like five and three, four and four, three and one, three, four and one, who can all beat each other, but that can potentially compete in the playoffs. Then, of course, you got those teams that are just at the bottom, and then you got what I call the bottom six. But out of the games that are going on this weekend, of course, you have, uh, like I said before, Cincinnati, New, uh, New York Giants. Those are two teams fighting for uh, playoff spots. Miami, San Diego, same thing there. Denver, New Orleans, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Can Philadelphia turn it around? Um, Minnesota, Washington. You got a team in Minnesota who is starting to fall. Washington. 
who is playing well but will be without Trent Williams for the next four weeks because of a quote-unquote yeah. missed drug test. But the top two games that I have that I'm, I'm really keeping an eye out on will be Seattle at New England and Dallas yes. and Pittsburgh. Yes, I agree. So those Seattle are, and New those England are, prime time and, yeah. Yes. And, and those are two moment of truth games for me. You know, will, will this be the game? Uh, ben Roethlisberger coming back a whole lot earlier than what we expected. You know, will they be able to compete against Dallas? Um, and and this is another one of those obstacles that, that Dallas has to go through to kind of prove themselves that, yes, we are for real. And then Seattle right. going on the road, coming out east, but they're playing the late game against the, the, the Patriots. Are, 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 is Seattle for real? You know, so it, 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 those are the, the two main games that I know everybody, including myself, will probably be keeping an eye out on. You know what? I almost forgot about Seattle and New England for some reason. Um, shame on me for that. Uh, that's going to be a very interesting game. I uh, I really think that that's, that's, that's going to be a Super Bowl preview. Uh, mm-hmm. No disrespect to the Cowboys, but I, I really think that Seattle – has moxie to hang with New England. I, I don't think they'll be scared. I think they'll be still pissed about the coach Pete Carroll going brain dead on on, on that um, was it third and goal play or second yeah. goal or or whatever the hell it was. I think it was second and goal when it was oh it was third and goal. He put a one yeah. half yard line. They decided to pass the ball instead of get the marshal on that. But anyway, I won't go into that again. I'm already stuck on there. Um. In addition to the watershed Dallas Pittsburgh game that we talked about earlier, I'm keeping an eye on Denver and New, and New Orleans. New Orleans yes. is now four and four. They they uh-huh. made a, they turned the season around of sorts. Denver's kind of reeling. You don't want to be go go to the Superdome and face Drew Brees if you're reeling. Uh, Drew Brees can still get it done, and in that dome, oh hell. <laughs> so I. Don't be surprised if, 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 if New Orleans challenges to go over 500. And if they I'm do, not. look the hell out for the rest of the second exactly. half of the season. Those, those boys can put up some points, and they turn the season around in a hurry. They really have. Yes. And, and, and once and, again, the running game of uh, of Mark Ingram, with Ingram being back and being 100% after being yes. hurt uh, through last year, him coming back and, right. and, and uh, Drew Brees, of course, always being a threat. Now, we've seen what Denver looks like facing an offense similar to this just this past week against Oakland. Right. And, 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 and Latavius Murray was the guy that beat them down. And I'm going to go ahead and say that Mark Ingram is a better back than Latavius Murray. You add that mm. with an experienced QB and Drew Brees. Right. Denver may be in trouble. And they may be uh, yeah. thinking of plans to, to pick up a QB or drafting one come this offseason uh, if things don't work out this week. But the one thing yeah. that you didn't talk about that I saw that you had on your list of things to discuss, and I know we, we were probably about to start winding down, and I'm going to keep this real short, is sure, go ahead. the play of Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yeah, and the reason, why I, <laughs> the reason why I really want to bring this up is because I heard a radio program talk about this briefly, and this is something that I've talked about before to many people that kind of was kind of that was kind of glazed over. No one wanted to pay attention to it, but for those that are in the know, 
kind of think of this as a conspiracy theory. Now, we talk about the Flake Gate and how everything kind of focused on Tom Brady. Now, during that time, Aaron Rodgers talked about how he liked his footballs overly inflated. That's now, right. Since, since the crackdown of the Flake Gate and the over-analysis of the, 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 the pressure in footballs, Aaron Rodgers' play has has staggered on the downside or the decline. Mm. Downside. I'm I'm using mm. that one. I'm making that up. I'm an Aggie. No uh, this is Jack to make up words. I get to make up words. So on the it's been on the decline. I mean, he's had two good games this year, this past week against Indianapolis, which they lost, and they had a good game against Detroit. But other than that, he's been struggling. Could it be right. because of the balls not being overly inflated? Who knows? Who knows? Dum, dum, dum. Uh, exactly. <laughs> to be continued. Hey, man. Thanks a lot, man. This this is fun as always. And yeah, let's hope for Jerry Jones to screw it up. Let's pull for it. Let's pull for oh, it. Oh, I got a for strange feeling. Uh, 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 a well-known reverend to the both of us is out praying for that right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, rock on, man. Rock on. Thank you very much, bro. Take care. No problem. Thanks for having me, bro. You do the same, bro. Uh, you got it. That's my man, Dwayne Ash, breaking it down as always. Um, yeah. Wouldn't that be something? President Trump, Dallas Cowboys, Super Bowl champions. I probably have to pinch myself. Well, not pinch myself, but maybe slash myself. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. But anyway, we'll see. I still think Jerry Jones will find a way to screw it up. So, sorry, Cowboy Nation. But that's just what I think, and that's you know why hearts that's going to happen. But then again, I could be wrong. Who knows? Hope I'm not. But anyway, thanks y'all for tuning in to the cloud. This is Scott Burks signing off. Oh six. Good night. <laughs>